The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the benefits of permission marketing and the value exchange in advertising. Joining us is Charlie Silver, who is the CEO of Permission.io, which is the leading provider of provision-based advertising. Permission has created the Ask Coin to empower consumers to own and monetize their data while delivering engaged audiences to marketers. Advertising rewards consumers with Ask for interacting with brands and content and building loyalty and trust. Yesterday, Charlie and I talked about Web3 and the impact of permission-based advertising. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about creating an opt-in value exchange. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Charlie Silver, the CEO of Permission.io. Charlie, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about the makings and the beginnings of Web 3.0, where your description of Web 3.0 is basically that consumers are going to assume control of the exchange and value of their data. So a part of that is advertisers need to be giving something back when they ask for data, not just assume that that's part of somebody visiting their website, using their services. There has to be express consent. And if you're going to provide that express consent, you have to give a reason. So talk to me about what your company is doing specifically. You're creating an opt-in value exchange. You know, how are you doing this and how do you see other brands in the ecosystem tackling this problem? Well, Benjamin, that was a very good description of where we see advertising going. So the way our model works, we have a what's called a demand-side bidding platform, or for people who know the industry, a DSP, which allows brands to advertise anywhere on the global internet, and they can run their creative. But in that creative, they say, earn 500 ASK which is, a you know, and there'll be a rollover describing that ASK is a cryptocurrency. It allows somebody to go to a landing page and collect a few data points that the advertiser seeks to collect. And then there's a link to a wallet and someone could collect their cryptocurrency and then they've opted in to future messaging from the brand. So it allows the brand to build a database of people who are volunteering to be marketed to. 
And that's where we see the future of Web3 is that the brands offer value in exchange for opting in. It's a fascinating take on how to get consent. To me, it's interesting. I, I think of people providing consent for advertising. Part of it is, eh, I just check off a box. I assume everybody has the data. You can have my data too, right? Some people are just like, yeah, sure. I just automatically default to let them have my data. Often, most consumers are saying, this is a brand that I want a specific interaction with, and so I'm going to give them access to my data. I give access to, I don't know, Google Maps to have my data because I want them to understand where I am so they can give me accurate directions and suggestions on where I should be going or routes. And then the third is coming up with some sort of other incentive, not specifically functionality, but you're talking about a monetary incentive. So let's talk a technical question first. You mentioned that somebody can buy advertising anywhere across the open web. Are you tapping into inventory from providers like the Trade Desk? You know, what are some of the ways that you're sourcing the inventory that advertisers can then come and purchase? Well, permission is connected to all of the pipes that the Trade Desk offers, that Google offers. I mean, obviously, Google's the biggest pipe. There's Xander and Pubmatic, all these pipes that are connected to all of the supply on the global internet. So we have all of those connections. So advertising through permission ads is the same as advertising through the trade desk or Google ads. We have access to the whole global internet and we have to bid for the inventory just like an advertiser would through the trade desk or Google. The difference is when an advertiser comes through permission, a portion of their ad spend is dedicated to the crypto. So 10 to 15% of their media spend is they have to purchase our crypto in order to run those ads. Okay. So as an advertiser, if I'm trying to compare using permission and your DSP as opposed to a separate vendor... In theory, there's a 15% incremental charge that I have to pay to collect the appropriate permissions, right? To give someone the incentive to have them have the coin as a reward. Am I thinking about the right way? There's Basically, there's an incremental cost. I mean, that's an accurate statement, but let me frame it in this way. Advertiser spends $100,000 on the trade desk. Okay. They get X amount of opt-ins, clicks, whatever they're looking for, right? Same advertiser spends $100,000 on the permission platform. Our premise is that you're going to get double the clicks or triple or quadruple that you would get for that same hundred grand. You spend a hundred grand with us, even though a portion of that hundred grand is dedicated to purchase crypto, you're going to get a better ROI, much better ROI on the permission ad platform than you will on others. So the thesis is the media spend might be more efficient, right? You get less impression volume, but that's balanced by higher conversion rate because you're offering the end consumer value in exchange for their data. And so you need less impressions because you have a better reward built into the advertising exchange. That's correct. So premises, and we've proven this with many campaigns, that the same amount of money spent on permission versus other vehicles for running those ads, you get a better return on your ad spend through permission. And that's what it's all about. Really, that's how we succeed is by delivering better ROI. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So talk to me about the value for the consumers of a click. Is it you're getting a fraction of a penny for giving your data? Is all data considered the same? How do you evaluate what amount of cryptocurrency, which is a volatile asset in itself, is rewarded in exchange for access to a consumer's data? Well, that's a great question. And that's where we are focused technologically, is how do you score the value of a consumer? And obviously, somebody who's selling high-end cars, their targeting and their reward is going to be different than somebody selling soap. So it's a massive spectrum of what someone's data is worth. It's also what data they're exchanging. Me giving a privatized hashed email address or access to a pixel so an ad can be served is different than me giving my social security number. Exactly. And that's where, you know, models like Experian and all the credit score companies that, hey, give us your social security number, give us all your credit history, and we'll tell you how to improve your credit score. Now all that data is packaged and given sold to the credit card companies. So it is all contextual and we are going to get more and more sophisticated in terms of understanding the value of data and the rewards algorithm. So give me the, and we'll use U.S. dollars as the example, what's the range when somebody is, you know, I'm clicking on an ad, I'm opting into somebody being able to retarget me. We're talking only about digital media, U.S.-based median income. So somebody that's making fifty dollars to $100,000 annually per household, like how do you figure, is that a 10 cent click, a dollar click, a $10 click? What's the range? Again, it's all contextual. It's what the advertiser is selling. I mean, if you're selling a $100,000 car, Tesla versus Procter & Gamble selling $5 box of Tide detergent, it runs the gambit. And big advertisers like insurance companies and life insurance companies, you know, they can offer very large rewards to fill out a survey. 
or credit card companies. It, again, it's what the advertiser spends on their cost per acquisition. It really comes down to that. Yeah. So it's essentially basically what I'm asking is like, what's the range of CPCs on Google? Well, you can buy 10 cent clicks and you could buy thousand dollar clicks. I guess the other big question for you is you've built your own cryptocurrency. You have your own coin. And so you're exchanging someone's information, giving it to a brand in exchange for a cryptocurrency that you've created. And I will preface this like I did in my last episode. I am not a cryptocurrency expert by any means. How do you figure out how volatile that asset is? How should somebody be evaluating, well, I'm getting to ask coins and right now they have a value of, I don't know. And someday maybe they'll have a value of, I don't know, times 10. How are consumers actually figuring out, well, is this worth it to me to get a coin that I may or may not have heard of and that I don't know what the prospect of it growing or what the future value is? So our goal is to make ask the most widely used crypto in digital advertising. That's our business goal. So ASK has to be widely liquid. We have to be on all the major exchanges and we have to do our own advertising to say, hey, brands, if you want to get somebody's buy-in, opt-in, you've got to ask, just ask. And on the consumer side, just, hey, you want my data? Just ask me. So we have to build up that consumer awareness and advertiser awareness. And that's our goal as a business. So ASK is on exchanges. We're on some of the smaller exchanges today, and we have to climb the ladder of liquidity to be on Coinbase and FTX. We have to be trading for quite a while and build up our volume, which we are doing. So hopefully by the end of this year, we'll be on the major exchanges and we'll be advertising on our own to say, hey, share your data when a brand asks you. Think about that. Just ask me. I see where you're going from a branding perspective. You know, you have to ask for permission. It's logical and, and I like where it's going. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of the confusing thing for guys like me. It all makes sense logically to like, yes, I get value in exchange for giving permission to brands. They have to pay me for access to advertise and maybe if they do a good enough job, I'll give them the money back in exchange for their products. Seems like a fair value exchange. The notion of trading for a cryptocurrency that I don't know how to evaluate, like maybe I'm just too old or not old enough. I'm not exactly sure how to make sense of all of this, but this seems to be the way of the world. This is the direction we're heading where cryptocurrencies as exchange, as mediums for investments, not only in the financial world, but also the investment in time, in access to you. It's all sort of blending together. And I guess that's really what Web3 is really about. That's absolutely correct. You know, when you think about the history of the internet, and I've been around since day one, the first wave of disruption was all about media and commerce and retail, logistics. And now it's really going after finance and banking. That's the next big wave of technology disruption driven by the internet. And that's what Web3 is about. The bankers and the insurance agents are shaking in their boots, I'm sure. Well, they're not shaking. They're actually adopting. I mean, believe me, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, all the big banks recognize the trend and they have huge commitments and investments in crypto. So the big guys are not going to suffer. They'll adapt. Seems like that's always the case. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you coming on the show, telling us a little bit about Web3, permission-based advertising about your DSP and the opt-in value exchange. Thanks for being my guest. Benjamin, thank you for having me. 
All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Charlie Silver, the CEO of Permission.io. If you'd like to get in touch with Charlie, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is PermissionCEO, or you could visit his company's website, which is Permission.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.